Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. When were the... What schools? The... Where's that story? It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions about Chicago, the region, and its people. Hey, John Facile here. I'm meeting Oswaldo Alvarez, our questioner this week, at a bar called The Double in Logan Square. It's at the corner of Fullerton and Drake. Oswaldo grew up down the street here in the 90s. Yeah. Oswaldo? Yeah. Hi, nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. Oswaldo's dad worked as a clerk for Cook County. When Oswaldo was a kid, his dad would hang out at this bar every day until little Oswaldo was sent by his mom to drag him home. Oswaldo remembers seeing the corner bar's electric old-style beer sign hanging on the outside, gleaming like a beacon for the whole neighborhood. His dad passed away 16 years ago, at age 46, and whenever Oswaldo sees an old-style sign like that, he thinks about him. And that happens a lot, because you can see these bright, old-style signs hanging from the facades of neighborhood bars all over the city, which got Oswaldo thinking. Why are there so many old-style beer signs in Chicago? You've seen them hanging outside bars here, right? Pale yellow, almost white, the red, white, and blue old-style logo in the top square, and a bottom partition that reads, Bottles and Cans, Cold Beer, Cerveza Fria, Gymne Pivo, or my personal favorite, Package Goods. I don't know of any other city that has the abundance of old-style signs Chicago does. It's unique, even a little strange. And Chicagoans are really into these signs. There's photos of them all over Instagram, a blog that tracks quote-unquote old-style bars. And Old Style returns the love, branding itself as Chicago's beer. Here's an ad they ran in the 90s starring Chicago cop-turned-actor Dennis Farina. Chicago is being invaded by people from New York and L.A. who want our old-style and old-style life. Why? Because they don't have a double brewed beer with a big taste. That's why. Look at the outfits on these guys. Just on our own, we counted at least 69 bars with old-style signs outside. And there's likely more. But how did this little Midwestern beer manage to take over the neighborhoods of the third-largest city in the country? To get an answer, I met up with Chicago beer historian Liz Garibay at a bar in the Avondale neighborhood. The bar, Frank and Mary's, has that classic old-style sign out front, which is the only way you'd know it was a bar. My first question for Liz is, why does old-style have such a large footprint in Chicago? A big, big, big thing to look at here is really the relationship with Chicago Cubs. Old Style entered the Chicago market in the 1930s, but really established their reputation as Chicago's beer when they started sponsoring the Cubs in 1950. You couldn't go to Wrigley Field without hearing vendors calling out, Old Style! Here you are, 
sitting in an iconic place, right, in this iconic city, drinking this particular beer, people started to build a little bit more of a brand loyalty to it then. Okay, but what about the signs? Those came about in the 1970s, when Old Style started offering free signs to bars. It was a win-win. Old Style got to promote their brand, and bar owners got this bright, shiny light to lure in customers with. Other beer companies bought signs as well, but from what we can tell, none of them as extensively as Old Style did in Chicago. During that same period, Old Style got an extra boost. Budweiser workers went on a nationwide strike in 1976, and that took one of Old Style's biggest competitors off the shelves. People would go into a bar and go to grab their Budweiser, and there was none. So this was a great opportunity for a brand like Old Style to say, hey, what about us? We're delicious. Old Style's reputation in Chicago continued to rise. In the 70s and 80s, the company installed up to 2,000 signs in the Midwest many of them here. So our best answer to Oswaldo's question about Chicago's plethora of signs is that they were part of a long-term play Old Style made to be Chicago's beer. For our beer historian Liz Garibay, the signs are reminders of the time they were built. I see them and I think 1970s industry. Old Style reminds her of working-class neighborhoods and strong unions. As we're talking at Frank and Mary's, she points out all these bumper stickers stuck stickers to the counter behind the bar. Representing different unions. That gives you a window into who comes here. A lot of regulars have been coming in here for decades, even going back to the 70s when Frank and Mary's opened at 7 a.m. to serve factory workers coming in from overnight shifts. In fact, the only people in the bar right now are two of these old timers, sitting 10 stools apart shouting at each other. You can hear them right now, right? I don't know. I was talking about, you know, jobs and, you know, families, and um, that's what a bar is supposed to be doing. Today, many of the factories have disappeared. Old Style's been acquired by Pabst and lost their Cubs sponsorship to Budweiser in 2014. Some bar owners have taken the signs down because they're rickety and unsafe, and it costs money to maintain them. The neighborhoods around the signs have changed, too. Let's go back to the double, the Logan Square bar where I met our question asker, Oswaldo. His mom, Maria, still lives down the street, and she was actually with us. She described the way this bar used to be in the 90s, back when Oswaldo's dad would drink here. Oh, really? Oh, so she remembers like an old-style beer sign right there, and she remembers the pool table. I remember the vending machines for kids right here. And there was something that sounds kind of like a strip show here, too. The men of the community would call it the fashion show. <laughs> they would call so there was like a catwalk over here? Yeah. But now the place is pretty tame, with a polished maple bar top and warm ambient lighting. There's a wide selection of craft beers and no old style. Being here makes Oswaldo think about how Logan Square has changed. He thinks about the gangs he remembers gathering across the street from this bar, about how much safer he feels here now. But he also thinks about how, over time, many working-class Latino families like his were priced out of the neighborhood. The neighborhood is technically better, but the neighborhood left us. And there's another reason why Oswaldo has mixed feelings when he sees old-style signs. 
Remember how I told you how Oswaldo's dad drank at this bar every day? He was an alcoholic and died from health problems related to his alcoholism. Oswaldo's mom, Maria, she's got no love for the signs. So, my mom says that she just sees the logo and she gags. Nostalgia is a tricky thing. We miss the old times, but that doesn't always mean we want the old times back. Still, Oswaldo is grateful that old-style signs make him feel connected to his dad. Chicago was such a big part of his identity, and there were so many things that were good, but there were also some things that were not as good, right? You know, in some way, I feel like I've reached the point where old-style, I can embrace even that piece of my dad. When I left the double, I passed under the old-style sign. It's still there. But the old-style logo has been covered up by the sleek, fancy logo for the new bar. But if you look close, you can still make out that classic old-style sign shape and see the familiar pale yellow glow underneath. Reporting for this story came from me, John Facile. Support for Curious City comes from the Conant Family Foundation. Next time on Curious City, have you ever tried gampong chicken, a.k.a. chicken lollipops? Apparently, you need a lot of adjectives to describe them. So you bite through this crisp, deliciously sweet, spicy crust to this tender, delicate, moist chicken meat. That's a national cooking show, but they were invented in Chicago's Albany Park, and they have origins in China and Korea. But who invented them? A reporter's quest to find out. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.